The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. From the heart of Broadway and historic downtown Cape Girardeau, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. Gentlemen, this is a very special uh, edition of Pro Wrestling Unscripted here on the Podzilla 1985 Network. My name is Shannon Young, Mr. 100, and uh, I'm flying solo tonight, unfortunately. Uh, Dalton and Asa couldn't be here. Hunter couldn't be here. Uh, it's, it's just me, but it's not just me because I do have a special guest. This is somebody who really needs no introduction. If you've been a fan of, of Cape Championship Wrestling in the past few years, or if you've watched his work now in Ohio Valley Wrestling, where he's absolutely just destroying it, uh, my guest tonight is none other than the one and only, the Nephilim, Damone Salavino. Damone, how are you, sir? Greetings, Mr. 100. It's been quite some time. It's been a, been a long, long time. The last time you were on the show, I'll, I'll never forget, because I think you just messaged me and and said, are you guys doing a show? And I said, yeah. And you're like, I'm going to call in. And it, the show had nothing to do with it. But I was like, well, when Damone says he's going to call in, you let him call in. You don't tell him no. So we brought you one at the very end of the show. We only got about like 10 minutes because of how the show was going already. So it is nice to have you on for a full, however long we go here. We normally shoot for an hour, but we'll see what happens. Um... I, I do want to bring up one thing, though, and I love telling this story to everybody. Of course, we're going to talk about uh, Damone's career. We're going to talk about uh, his time in CCW, his time in Ohio Valley Wrestling, uh, the, the new Netflix documentary that's coming out, Wrestlers. That, that is fantastic. I can't wait to talk about that. But um, one story I love to bring up about you all the time, whenever people talk to me about wrestling, it's one of my favorite memories. Do you remember the first time you and I spoke to each other at CCW? And I don't expect you to, but I'm curious. I mean, are we talking about the very first time I was even there when I went against Mr. Uh, Vaughn? Oh, no, no, no. This was far after. Uh, this was this was actually after a show, and um, Brandon Barbwire was champion. And I was just a fan in the crowd, me and uh, Allie and Asa and Dalton. And after the show... I'm talking to Brandon because we had kind of, you know, become friends and Brandon hands me the, the title, the CCW title. And I put it on my shoulder. I took a picture of it. I was so proud of myself in that moment. And I remember thinking like, man, I look good with this title on me. This, this would be a good look. And you walked up and we had not really talked before. And you walked up and you looked at me holding the title and you looked at Brandon and you, you said to Brandon, you didn't say anything to me, but you looked at Brandon and said, you're going to let this person hold the title. And I'll never forget that. That was one of the greatest moments uh, of my wrestling life. I want you to know that. And uh, I, I really I really thought that was hilarious. I, I don't expect you to remember it because I was small fry, still relatively. Um, but that was fantastic. That was a lot of fun. So thank you for giving me that memory that I will say forever. <laughs> no, the only memory I have of the whole gang of you is, you know, you're running your mouth the first night I showed up and getting fun and you're heckling me and you know making all your wise ass comments <laughs> what well, you walked out uh you had the big you know the big black wings 
and it was uh, it was unlike anything we'd ever seen at CCW. Um, I'll never forget that night because I remember we started chanting "He's scary" because you just yeah. oh my god, you were so intense and you were so. I mean, like I said, we'd never seen anything in CCW like that before. And and to be honest, we haven't seen anything in CCW like that since then. Um, but you you left CCW in, what was it, 2019, maybe 2018, somewhere in that range? Between 18 and 19, probably uh, the Super Show in 19. Probably. And then you went on to do... Uh, did you go straight to Ohio Valley Wrestling after that, or did you uh, work in a couple other places? Uh, no, I. Well, in April, I went to the first uh, WWN or Evolve camp, which then I guess coincided with the Super Show that happened later. Yeah. I knew I wasn't a part of the CCW show in May. That's always like the memorial, right? So I know I did do that, one. and then I got a message from one of the co-owners of OVW. I want to say late April, like, uh, or no, maybe I should say late May, saying that they were doing a combine, and so I did the combine that first week of June and had to wait until August to get word that I was one of the top competitors and chosen to uh, come to Louisville and be a part of the OVW Academy. So it was pretty much around that time I hung up my Missouri license, so to speak. Yeah, for for those out there that don't know, and if you're listening to the show, I expect everyone would know. But just in case, um, OVW Ohio Ohio, I always have the worst time saying Ohio, and I don't know why. Ohio Valley Wrestling uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, headed up by Al Snow. Um, of course, Al Snow, former WWE superstar, uh, ECW superstar, um, one of the all-time greats, and you've been wrestling with OVW now since uh, for at least about four or five years, right? On up on four years now, from October 19 till now. And I hope this question doesn't backfire on me and Cape Championship Wrestling, um, but I asked the tough questions here. Um, what are the biggest differences between the independent scene and places like CCW and you know some of the other places that you have worked versus kind of a more established I, I I would still probably call it an ind- independent federation, um, but but definitely a bigger one. Um, what are the differences between a place like OVW and a place like CCW and and the, and the like? Well, one would be the business of the match. We show up, and we know not just who we're facing, but the purpose of the match and what they wanted to convey to the crowd or the upcoming storyline whereas on the independent scene it's like hey this guy going over have a match <laughs> just that's it just have a match go have fun yeah, yeah it's like hey, it's a six man scramble you figure it out this person is over that's that's pretty much how the direction you get on the independent scene it's not always 
we need you to do this. We need this type of finish. And, you know, come back to us once you put it together and we'll discuss it. Is that something that happens uh, before the matches? Like, you know, obviously anybody that works in wrestling, especially if you work in the indies, um, you know, the locker room people are, are backstage and they're they're going over their matches. They're talking about their spots and stuff like that. Um, is it similar in OVW or do you guys actually have, you know, times where you plan stuff out and work on stuff or is it still more or less just a you know right before the show goes on type thing uh, well being that we're on tv and we have exact times we need to hit yes we we try to plan accordingly to talk sometimes the business isn't even the match it's you know what's going to happen post-match so Again, that's where our agents come into play and discuss with us what is actually needed for TV and what they're trying to portray to the audience. Whereas, you know, independently, um, I mean, short of certain title matches, there's not always, you don't really have an agent. I mean, it's just you and your opponent figuring it out and going out there and wrestling for X amount of time once you, <laughs> I guess we say on the independence, once you, you know, got all your shit in, <laughs> and then uh, one, two, three, or submission, and you go home. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't, I know you and I haven't talked uh, recently uh, much. It's been a little while, but um, I myself have kind of transitioned from, a managerial role into more of a wrestling role. I've I've wrestled um, half the year this year, and I wrestled a couple matches last year and the year before that. I actually this uh, this is not an indication of how bad CCW is now. This is an indication of how good I got, and that's I won match of the year two years in a row. I'm saying this specifically because I hope Dalton's listening. I just like rubbing salt in his wound because he also wrestles now, and he's much better at it than me. Um, I don't know if you remember, and this is actually one of the questions we have here. I'm going to jump ahead with it. Um, this one is actually, I don't know who this is from. This one's from uh, from a Mr. 100, and it says, uh, Mr. 100, uh, his tag team victory over you helped propel him to superstardom. What impact did it have on your career? I don't know if you remember me pinning you years ago. Um, I still talk about it because it's, it's a feather in my cap. I'm sure you would like to forget about it. Honestly... What I remember most about that night is you losing your shoes. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what I remember most about that night was you picking me up over and, and like, I don't like to be picked up because I'm a bigger guy. And when people pick me up, I'm always afraid they're not strong enough to lift me up. Um, but you picked me up like I was a piece of paper and you, you slammed me down and I hear the crowd chanting, take his shoes, and I knew you were going to do it, and sure enough, you did, and I stumbled my way back trying to get my shoes back. Um, that's one of my favorite memories in wrestling. You and, you and I were actually pretty t closely tied together in CCW, um, and, and I always appreciated that. I always thought you were one-of-a-kind talent, and just I, I knew you were going to move on to bigger, better things, and I'm glad that you have. Um, you, you've got, of course, a... Big shoes to fill in OVW. Some of the the more famous people that have come out of OVW, of course, include John Cena, uh, Lesnar, Mickey James, Randy Orton, um, Batista, Punk, Cody Rhodes. With everything that's happening in wrestling right now, just just as a quick uh, tangent or just a quick diversion from what we're talking about, 
speaking about CM Punk, you know I was probably going to ask you this. What are your thoughts on the whole CM Punk firing an AEW? Uh, truthfully, yes, I don't, I don't actually keep up with a lot of the uh, noisy gossip and uh, dirt sheet um, conversations. I'm aware that he and Perry had an altercation in the back. Um, I really can't tell you more than that, other than that little tidbit that I read. And I know that, I guess, something between him and Khan occurred and he was let go. But I see those posts and I just keep scrolling. I really don't <laughs> care if it doesn't affect me. That's a good way to look at it. I, I, I base half my career on reading dirt sheets and reporting on it. So unfortunately, I have to, as a journalist, I have to keep myself in the in the nonsense um, yes, yeah, you you definitely have you know a need to converse on those topics. Um, I kind of steer away from the um, the shaming or the um, let's um, jump on the bandwagon of dissing this person. Like if you're not out there promoting other wrestlers and you know giving them the push and and then the notoriety, then why are you so quick to jump on your, you know, your social media and be like, hey, look at this person's mugshot or this person's got fired or this and that. Like, you're so quick with the negativity, but you're never out there promoting and pushing people and giving them their props. So I avoid all the, the dirt. For the record, for everybody listening, he, I don't think Damone was specifically speaking about me, hopefully. Um, just just as a generalization, I would hope. Because I... I, I even though I have to deal with the the rumors and stuff like that and report on them, I maybe it's because I'm getting older, but I I try to see everybody's side on things, and I I can I'm not going to be the kind of person that's celebrating anybody getting fired or um you know I don't know the situation I wasn't there, but it, I, I'm assuming I guess the big question is it's a random question, but I am curious your thoughts. Do you think CM Punk will ever go back to WWE, or do you think he's done with wrestling? Ooh. Um, well, based on, you know, watching the TV show Heels and things of that nature, I think CM Punk has chosen his route. Um, I mean, based on the promo he cut when he first showed up at AEW, I couldn't imagine he would transition back to what he doesn't consider wrestling, mm. which is WWE and getting back into that scenario only to potentially end up unhappy again. So, no, I don't think he's going to walk through the doors of WWE other than possibly a Hall of Fame door. Yeah, I can see that. I think that's well-deserved, too. And, you know, that actually brings us to another fan question that we received. Uh, We want to thank everybody for sending in your questions for Damone Salavino, uh, former CCW star and champion and now LVW star. And that is, you know, assuming... That's a very, very light uh, acknowledgement of my involvement. We're talking the pinnacle. We're talking House 100. I mean, CCW tag team champions. Like there were there was there was quite a bit of involvement with the company. 
Oh, 100%. I, I always said uh, that you were one of, uh, you know, I said earlier, you're one of the most unique people in there. The fact that you were such a big part of the pinnacle, which for those of you who may not follow, you know, if you're tuning in to this because you know Damone from OVW or because, you know, you have an interest in the wrestlers documentary on Netflix, which debuts September 13th. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, Cape Championship Wrestling out of Cape Girardeau, Missouri. It's my home promotion. It's it's actually my promotion now. And uh, Damone worked... Yeah. That. What's that? I said kudos to you on that. I saw Jason uh, made his post that he was stepping down, and yeah. you guys were going to run things. Yeah, Jason uh, Jason Wells, of course, who's run CCW since the very beginning, and and my mentor, and uh, just one of the the best minds for wrestling that I've ever met, and I, I'm, I'm eternally grateful to him. Um, Damone was a big part of CCW for many many years. He, like he said, was a tag team champion. He was a part of the Pinnacle, which is probably the biggest heel group that CCW has ever seen, led by Jeff O'Dell, and including some of your favorite stars from CCW and some of your favorite stars from other places, including Marco Stunt, who was a big part of AEW, you know, especially in those those first few years. Um, he was also part of part of House 100, which was my uh, heel group in CCW uh, until I slapped him, and then he <laughs> he <laughs> made me regret it. Is what I'll say. Um, but uh, one of the questions we got in relation to, you know, assuming that you don't stay in OVW forever, because I don't think anyone stays in one place forever, um, if you got the chance, where would Damone Salavino want to end up? Would you rather end up in WWE or would you rather end up in a place like AEW or uh, Ring of Honor, you know, New Japan? What, what does the future hold? I mean, I guess you're natural go-to answer would be WWE. For one, I mean, that's where everyone that I grew up appreciating and being inspired by came from. Um, so to be in the same, you know, building and, and ring as Austin or The Rock or Ultimate Warrior, like that would be the obvious goal. At the same time, um, I mean, by Danson, I would love to be in a ring with. Of, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his his current name, but Cesaro. There's there's some other talents at AEW that I would highly be interested in um, locking up with. So, I would not turn down the opportunity of either one. Now, working in OVW, does that prevent you from wrestling in those places? You know, like a lot of the bigger places will have exclusive contracts. Um, in the independent scene, it's a lot different. Most people can just work wherever they want. That's why you see guys going place to place to place to place. But with OVW, if you did get a call from WWE or AEW saying, hey, we want you to work a show or, or we'd even like you to work multiple shows, um, are you able to do that or are you in more of an exclusive contract with OVW? Um, no, we have Layla Gray, who's a part of the documentary, who is signed with AEW. We have uh, our tag team, the Outrunners, which are frequently um, a part of AEW as of late. We're kind of hoping they get a contract based on the good work that they're doing. So, no, we're, it wouldn't be a complete shutdown. Um, it started out that way, I feel. We had um, off, uh, a champion of ours that got signed by AEW, and they then defected from 
OVW, but I don't know. It seems like if you can make the time to still be a part of the show, it's optional. I mean, another one of our talents that's in the docuseries is um, the uh, Indian Lion, Shara, who signed with TNA, or I'm sorry, Impact. So, no, we kind of have a, I won't say a fully open door policy, but we are allowed to venture out a bit. Speaking of venturing out and wrestling, you mentioned Brian Danielson earlier as someone you'd like to get in the ring with. Um, going back to another fan question here, uh, it said it's been a while since we've seen Damone Salavino in a CCW ring. Is there a wrestler in CCW today that you would like to go toe to toe with? I don't know if you keep up with the product too much, or if you know people that work in there. Is there is there anybody that you would want to wrestle in uh, CCW currently? I don't fully know the roster. I know the juice is still there. I know obviously you are still there. Oh. Who is the current champion at the moment? Joey O'Reilly, who, uh, of course, big Zero One USA guy as well, and has been on AEW TV numerous times. And he's made a, 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 a appearance here at OVW as well. That is a person I haven't been in a ring with, I don't believe, outside of maybe a scramble. So I would not be opposed to a, a one-on-one with him, seeing his talent is superior i i think damone versus joey o'reilly would be a fantastic match i think damone versus justin smart would be a fantastic match i think damone versus mr 100 shannon young can probably wait i don't think that's necessary anytime soon um well i think smart or he got back with his uh partner there i think it was one of the not one of the shows in cape Girardeau, but outside of cape where if I'm not mistaken, he got pretty sick and threw up after the show. Who, who <laughs> you, my memory's that. You talking about Justin? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was Cape. That was uh, at the Shawnee Park Center in Cape Girardeau. We actually just had a show there. And I remember that night because I was guest refing you versus Justin. And um, Justin was working with me. We were the bad guys. You were the good guy. And Justin decided to... Um, celebrate a little bit before the match and you at the time you were doing i think it was like a multiple suplex move where you just suplexed them over and over and over again and uh yeah yeah it didn't react well with justin and he was out puking behind the show or behind the building and right after the match i thought he was dying um he doesn't remember that night very much so that's probably for the best um what about in uh, what about in WWE and and who would you like to fight in there? Like if Debone Salavino got the chance to go to WWE and they they said pick your opponent, who would uh, who would your dream opponent be? Well, it would have been the late Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, yeah. And my my fascination for the dark side is uh, is on a whole another level. So. Before anyone, I would love to be inside the head and, I guess, the grips of anyone that is of that same mindset. Outside of Bray, I think the phenomenal one is on this pick. 
that'd be a good pick too. And I, I, I assume talking about the dark side of life and the dark side of wrestling, you would probably, I, I could see you in the House of Black. Um, do you keep up with them? Oh well, the House of Black, or are we talking about Judgment Day? Ah, uh, I feel like House of Black would probably fit your your vibe better. They actually have that kind of spooky, um, off the off the wall kind of. Uh, feel to him whereas judgment day i think it's it, to me that started more as like a spooky thing when edge was in there and once they kicked him out it's almost turned into like it, to me it kind of reminds me of saints row i mean they even wear purple and I, I i i have to get that out of my head every time i see them but i i could see you fitting in well with both groups and i could i could also see you fighting both groups and i am personally now i'm begging wwe to make it happen i want to see Damon salavino versus dominic mysterio <laughs> yes and we're gonna fight for the, the the rights to have wings because I'm tired of everyone biting off my style and displaying themselves with wings or wings in the background. It's getting very old and tiring. I am the original, and that's where it should stay. That's another one of my favorite memories. You can check this on YouTube too. Even the great Christopher Daniels, um, backstage at Super Show. One of my favorite things we ever filmed. So Damone walks through the the door and into the hallway and he's got the wings on and everything and Christopher Daniels is sitting there getting ready for his match and he sees the monus sees the wings and says man I wish I had thought of that you you definitely uh cornered that market I think and, and I don't think anyone pulls it off as well as you do I'm happy that you're still doing it too I when I saw some of the more recent pictures you know a lot of people they go through changes and they go through different gimmicks they go different things whenever they uh, they go to new places and wrestle and that stuff but I'm glad to see you still doing that I think it's a fantastic look and um, that actually leads me to my next question is how has your experience in OVW been um, it, it feels like they give you plenty of room to be yourself there Yes, I've been I've been given uh, a little lead way to, I guess, develop in a new format. At the same time, I slowly brought in things I was doing independently to OVW. I didn't just bring it all in at once. I brought it in bit by bit, so there was show some maturity and growth in the character while under their umbrella. And then, of course, we had the the creation of the new faction that I was a part of, which is the Fallen, mm-hmm. led by the demon Amon, who got a hold of me and possessed me. So that created a whole new pivot in what has been known as Damon Solovino at OVW, where we tend to take liberties of, you know, truly torturing and Sometimes biting anyone who gets in our way. I've, I've taken the time to learn how to season some of you pale people because, of course, you know, you don't come seasoned. No, we're very bland. As an Irishman, I'm very bland. So I, I, so, yeah. I get that. I've hit the ring with certain little spices to make it taste better in between bites. Oh, you mean you're being legit? Like you legitimately spice people before you bite them? Oh, yes. That might be that the single best thing I've heard on this show. Take the time to drop them with something, keep them down, pull out the spice, season up a shoulder or an arm, or <laughs> and then you know, take my teeth in. So, all right, um, 
I didn't expect this. Uh, do you have a specific kind of season you like to use, or is it just whatever's available? Well, uh, for a moment there, we were sponsored by Danos, and so that was the, <laughs> the choice. But, that, you know. They actually sponsored they sponsored you guys, and you were using it to to buy people. That is that is fantastic. That yes, yeah, so it, it's it's we've had our moments. I mean, I. If I get a packet of Roman noodles, sometimes I keep a little sauce for later. <laughs> so I, I'm unfamiliar with the Kentucky uh, guidelines for wrestling here in Missouri, as you know, and, and some of our fans, I'm sure they've heard me complain about the Missouri State Athletics Commission multiple times. I'm not going to do it again, but it is a little bit strict here in Missouri with what you can get away with. Um is there any trouble in Kentucky doing stuff like that? Biting people, blood or anything, you know, like, uh, do you, do you guys have a commission over there or is it more of a open, open West? No, we're very similar to what you have. We have a commissioner. They're there for the live shows as they were at CCW. Um, certain things, now we can get away with certain things if informed ahead of time, like there are certain blood segments that, or, you know, brought up ahead of time. It's not a spare-of-the-moment situation. I mean, no different than Missouri. If you're having a match and someone begins to bleed unexpectedly, you go home and call it a day. So we still have those situations, but in most cases we do plan ahead for those events, which allows us to get away with it. I feel like you probably, I don't know, do you do you use a lot of blood in your angles? I, I could I could completely see you doing that. Well, yes, we do. We we are good at misting people often. <laughs> uh, uh, especially in a female wrestler in the group, Shauna Reed, and we uh, she's missed she I feel like she's missed more people than I than I have and we were part of the group before her. I, I know, I feel like you're definitely talking about the, the great Muda style or Tajiri Miss, yeah. but in my head, all I can picture is you with a spray bottle of blood spraying people and just dousing them, you know, like the wrestlers backstage before they get ready for the match and they're, they're spraying water all over themselves and you're just back there spraying blood on yourself before you go out there. Um <laughs> I, I've known you f for quite a while. I've always said you were one of the coolest guys I met. You're one of the nicest dudes. A little strange, but aren't we all? Um, the character that you portrayed in CCW and that you portray in OVW now, where do you get that inspiration from? Uh, where, where do you draw that, just that vibe, that, that aura from? Well, again, uh, I've always favored dark side of nature so to speak. Um, as far as the Nephilim himself, well, it was it was a, a complicated concept. Uh, I realized that I wanted to be something supernatural, but I knew a fallen angel in my head wasn't realistic because I should not be pervious to pain from a mirror human and so it became a a intertwine of thoughts along with the show supernatural nice. which i'm a big fan of and 
watched from beginning to end. And right. Once they introduced the Nephilim, it was a light bulb in my head, and I was like, that's the route we're going. And, I mean, my personal life, I've been the angel on the lives of many people in their corner, on their shoulder. I mean, to the point where sometimes my life was in danger in need of trying to help them. So there's that half man, half angel concept that connects me to the Nephilim. And from there, it just became a, how do I embrace my religious renegade mindset along with being the Nephilim. And eventually what you see on TV is what you get. How how different is it working television versus before? Like, was it pretty easy to kind of uh, get used to that that routine? Um, is it is it something that you you took to pretty easily? No, it's still a work in progress. Um, li- mentally trying to angle out your maneuvers to where you're on camera in the right angle where they can see everything. Um, making time to gesture to the floor cams or the hard cam in certain moments and not just getting in the ring and go, 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 which you can get away with freely at an independent show. I mean, your focus is the crowd where yeah. the TV focuses the TV, right. the camera. No, it's, it's still a work in progress. I still find moments where, you know, I watch back the match and I realize what I could have did better to uh, connect with the at-home audience. Have you felt a difference in your personal life now that you're on television more than, you know, just being at the shows themselves? Um, people stopping you in the street and asking you for autographs, or do they, you know, avoid eye contact with you because you scare them? Um, I get approached sometimes at the gym, grocery store, um, the day shoot job, which I, I try to put up a wall, a barrier in there and kind of keep the, the I, I can't be my full Demon Solovino self, but I try not to be overly inviting to make you feel like, hey, you come and talk to me now. No, you still can't come talk to me. <laughs> uh, I was in Target a couple of weeks ago and I'm still I'm not used to it. I'm I don't know if you're used to the attention. Of course, I'm I just do CCW. I don't do other shows. I don't do other promotions. I've pretty much just stayed in Cape Girardeau. Um but I'm always surprised when people stop me and I was in Target just a, a few weeks ago and these three teenagers stopped me and asked for a picture and I immediately put my hands up and was like, "Why?" Because, you know, I just assumed they were screwing with me or something. But they recognized me from CCW and they wanted to get a picture. And I'm not used to that. Um, Have you gotten used to that, uh, of being stopped? Or when people stop you, is it still kind of a, man, I can't believe these people want my autograph kind of thing? You've been doing this for so long, though. I imagine you have to just, it's like every other day, right? Well, I mean, being that OVW is a weekly ran show, it's it's a not as hard or unexpected to be noticed in your same city. Whereas, you know, some of your other promotions are, you know, once a month or bi-weekly and sometimes you're not even from there. So 
yeah, it makes it a bit harder to be stopped and noticed in those situations. But here in Louisville, no, it's it's not a complete surprise. And once this Netflix docuseries comes out, I suspect that <laughs> we'll be getting a lot more. Yeah, let's... Let's let's jump into that because I know a lot of people are wondering about this, and I appreciate you coming on and talk to me about it. Um, Wrestlers, it's an upcoming documentary on Netflix. Uh, it premieres September thirteenth. It's by Greg Whiteley, directed Last Chance You and Cheer, which were both very very popular. And this, um, from what I understand, because I haven't seen it yet, obviously I didn't get an advanced screening. They, I think they forgot to send me an invite. Uh, yeah, I gave it to the mail. Yeah, I I moved recently. That was partly part of it. Or they sent it to Asa, and he, you know, you know Asa. Uh, it's a seven episode series, and it's it showcases Al Snow's struggles creatively and fin- and and financially with OVW. Um, from what I understand, part of it was sold to a different person, who kind of made some demands to Al Snow to turn things around. And it sounds like an absolutely fascinating documentary. I love wrestling documentaries, of course. Uh, Beyond the Mat is is and always probably will be my favorite one. But I try to catch them whenever I can. This one sounds incredible. Um, how? And this is actually one of the questions that we got. This was actually from Dalton, your, our old friend Dalton. Um, he said, uh, how authentic was the documentary, or is the documentary, to your experience in OVW? You know, what we see in this... Because obviously when it comes to reality TV, there is always going to be some bit of embellishment or, you know, um, something that's that's done specifically because of the documentary. But how accurate is what we see in this documentary to what you experience every day? Well, as one who has not seen it either, I won't see it until Wednesday when it comes out. Touche. <laughs> I can't answer that. <laughs> Thanks, Dalton. <laughs> but... I can tell you that um, from my experience with the people involved, as far as Al Snow and many of the sub or part owners of the OBW company, I expect you will not be getting uh, worked. <laughs> I think it is going to be a a. 100% shoot opinion of how we feel about certain things, certain people, and us, uh, our day-to-day lives. Like, I don't think anything is going to be put on and and fabricated to create drama. Like, drama exists. It will be shown. I mean, we had, we. Had, I mean, there's a lot of situations that I was there to witness, and I highly doubt they will not make it onto the um, final cut of this docu-series, whether it was, you know, a shoot wedding proposal or people finding themselves, you know, handcuffed for a shoot and any other scenario that involves the owners and Al Snow not agreeing on things. <laughs> that seems to be a big part of this documentary is Al Snow butting heads with these other guys. Um how much I know you haven't seen it none of us have seen it yet but uh, did you do a lot of filming for it like were they there uh, pretty consistently filming everything or was it just you know certain days like how much do you think they were there catching footage well they spent the entire summer with us last year so I mean we had training they recorded they recorded our tape reviews which we have weekly 
Well, I mean, we were at that point. We had a Thursday live show. We had Friday and Saturday events traveling. So they were there, you know, every bit of three or so days a week, even on those travel shows to um, Nashville and Wisconsin. So. Uh, yeah, they they got plenty of footage between May and the end of August. Is there anything specifically that Damone Salavino fans um, can look forward to in this? Did you do anything insane or crazy? <laughs> uh, again, I haven't seen a show. <laughs> I'm gonna assume, or I would like, I would like to assume that's come the last or near last episode which ends with our final big show that you get to see the um, match that we had which was well wait a minute, let me count how many people were in it it was a, a um, war games match of eight individuals and yes I take a pretty gnarly bump in that um, match so yes I definitely did something really crazy <laughs> but at the same time that faction of mine was running rapid throughout that whole summer so between the shows in the arena the matches that were filmed outside the arena in the woods and abandoned warehouses like we had a lot going on with our faction so crazy things happening. Yes, I would assure you that there are some scenes of me and some other guys doing some not so normal things. And again, not not to be, you know, a worker or anything. It's just the way OVW runs. Like this is what they came up with. We show up, we do our part, and we try to put on the best match we can, even if it means uh going through a number of objects uh really quick uh tell me a little bit more about that faction because i have i've obviously i've seen your promos i've seen the pictures um i don't I, a lot of people get surprised when i tell them this i don't watch wrestling generally i don't watch a lot of wrestling i'm i'm i have so many other things that i'm doing um i don't have a lot of time to sit down and watch but i try to keep up when i can and i have kept up with what you've been doing in ovw because again you've always been one of my favorites um tell me a little bit about the fallen the Fallen is the result of, again, Demon Amon, who is a large part of the docuseries in the ring and out ring. Um, he got a hold of first me and then slowly began to build his own little demon army, which later became the Dark Reverend, Ronnie Roberts. Uh, the great luscious Lawrence, our GDP, and we for quite some time just tortured the hell out of Crixus, our little Scottish warrior. And uh, I mean, whether it was wow, we did a lot. I mean, we're talking Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking beating people up and throwing them in the lakes. 
So this has been going on for a oh, while, right? Ohio River. Oh, wow. The same Ohio River that Batista came out as Leviathan? More than likely, yes. They, they probably shot near the same area. Um, but yes, he slowly would battle us and we would defeat our opponents. He would do his spell of possession and voila, we had a new person in the faction. And there was no stopping us for quite some time. As I uh, hope the docuseries will display as you know, in some of those photos, you might see us with the tag team titles. That was all during that summer event. So, yes, we were putting boots to asses, as The Rock would say, <laughs> or teeth to flesh. Yeah, with with spice. What I understand for flavor. Uh, who do you see could be? Who do you see being the breakout star of the Stocky series? You have anybody in mind that you think is going to really? Um, Excel and is really going to be become a household name when this when all is said and done. Um, I would not count out Haley J, Haley James, or Hollywood Haley J. I should say, um, as a female wrestler, I mean she gets it. Her mom is a part of the business for twenty or so years, so she's been you know well educated on the business from probably you know the as young as I was when I was watching The Rock in Austin. And I would expect that her time is coming. I mean, she puts on a little bit more weight. I call her thickness for fun. But (laughs) (laughs) but skill-wise, mindset-wise, I would not count out Haley J. I suspect um, the Indian Lion would probably get a, a big push bigger than he's already getting. I mean, again, he's already signed with Impact, but mm-hmm. I think this would give people a another viewpoint of his real life and what he's trying to accomplish, not only here, but for his family back in India. Um, again, I haven't seen the docuseries, so I don't know how well individuals will be, um, I guess, displayed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, it seems like it's a lot of it is focused around Al Snow and the financials of OVW. Um, when they were filming this, or even before they were filming this, I guess, were you guys aware of how bad the financial situation was in OVW, or was that something that you know they kind of kept in the office and didn't really share with the boys? Well, we're not oblivious to things. I mean, we know what the house can draw we know what the house was growing so it goes without saying we knew we were not um i guess what is a uh breaking even mm-hmm. but as far as how bad or how much we were um costing versus bringing in no we we were not given you know those kind of details so we'll find out just like everyone else just how <laughs> indebted we are to some of our owners and helping to keep the lights on and keep us afloat and you know us doing our part to try to build a bigger audience and take some of that that pressure off of them i was going to ask you how do you feel about the situation now versus 
then like you know is has it improved and I'm, of course we'll watch the the docuseries I'm, I'm waiting for it with with bated breath i can't wait for it but um would you say that the situation has improved since then yes we've we've had a number of sold out shows even without them being our saturday night special pay-per-view so yes the house has come up from where it was the previous year um and we're hoping to get to the point where we can't contain ourselves inside that building and we have to get something bigger. They've been in that building for you know, longer than I can suspect and think of. I know OVW did not originate in Louisville, but I know they've been in Louisville for quite some time. Yeah. And and the fact that, you know, outside of Monday Night Raw, we are the longest running weekly um, televised produce wrestling event or show in all of wrestling, I know uh, we're about due for a next phase. And a lot of that, of course, comes from Al Snow. Uh, he is the, the main guy over there. But before I ask you about Al Snow, because I am curious about uh, your work with him, whenever you talk about OVW, whenever you talk about Louisville, um, of course, people are going to bring up Jim Cornette. I'm just curious, you have any thoughts on Jim Cornette? Never met him. Haven't had any interaction. So, no, not really a uh, topic for me to speak on. Um I haven't even heard his reaction to the Netflix docuseries. So, no, I have nothing to say. I'm sure he will um, say something because, you know, OVW was a big part of his career. Um, very controversial figure. You're probably better off saying you don't know or that you, you don't have an opinion. That's probably going to keep the cult of Cornette off you. So, uh, good on you there. Um, Al Snow, though. What are your thoughts on Al Snow? Of course, the 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 head honcho at OVW, a legend in the business. And every time I've ever heard an interview with Al Snow, um, he always seems really down to earth, level headed, and and like he would be a good guy to work for. Is that your experience with him so far? Absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing uh, negative to say about Mr. Snow. I mean, he is a top notch guy. As you will find out on the docuseries, which is a great thing for all of us, because we you finally get to see the, the great mind and mentoring that he provides for OBW, which will probably bring more new talent into the door. Um, it's definitely a person you can learn from every day. I mean, one of the purposes of our tape reviews is to go over every show from the week prior and explain to us the purpose of the match, what we were trying to accomplish, what we did wrong, what we did right, and how to improve. My my match this past Saturday, I laid out a game plan. I went forward with it, and I got feedback on how I could have made it better. So it's like, this is how you, there's many recipes to make spaghetti. Right. Your recipe was okay. It was it tasted all right, but here's a recipe on how to make it amazing. He he adds that spice, like you would add spice to the pale people to make them taste better. <laughs> exactly, he is just wise. I don't want to say wise beyond his years, but 
He's he not is, that old. Yeah, yeah, he's still a young guy. Still, he he has a mind for every scenario that we are placed in from, you know, all his time around the veterans before him. Does he ever talk about the ultimate deathmatch films he did? <laughs> it's no. Okay. It's okay. I don't, I don't expect him to. I don't think anyone would. <laughs> no, can't say that's ever come up in any of his many theories. <laughs> Uh, so we got about 10 minutes left here and I got a couple more questions. Um, first off, uh, in, in the same way we asked, you know, uh, who would you like to work with? Um, I want to switch it up a little bit and just ask you, this is another fan question. Who were your favorite people to work with? We'll start with CCW. Who were your favorite people to work with in CCW? Okay. I thought he was going to go, who don't I want to work? I was like, Oh, wow. Well, I didn't know if you wanted that question. I've always got that one in the back pocket, but not a lot of people like to answer that one. So, who are some of my favorite people to work with? Yes. Uh, let's see. With CCW. Well, Marco Stunt, for one. I felt like that was always a fun scenario to, <laughs> in many cases, be the bigger guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though we never got our one-on-one match, which... I still gripe about with Jason and anyone else willing to listen. I think KLD. Oh yeah, yeah. Was one of my highlight moments, especially making the uh, Missouri. I can't remember the name of the paper or online uh, website, but uh, they recorded us in the in that rumble we had yeah. where I caught KLD. On the leapfrog and showing them how Nephilim strong I really was. And it's as someone that's been picked up by Damone can't confirm it's insane how strong he is. Um, let's see. I never got to face. I never got to face um, Austin Lane at CCW, but I have faced him. That was. Um, uh, person I enjoyed being in a match with. Austin is one of my, you know, I don't say I have a lot of good friends in wrestling because you know you meet so many people and you work with so many people. But Austin is one of my good friends. I, I agree with you there. Austin's fantastic. Yes, uh, and who's to say? You know, maybe I find my way back to Memphis and uh, no. see what he's no. championship ranking down there. No, no, no. You br- you bring that to CCW. You bring that to CCW. That's where. That's what I need. I need Demone versus anybody in CCW. Um, but you you opened up the the door, so I have to ask: Who did you not like working with in CCW, or just in general, not just CCW? Who who did you not like working with? You don't have to say why, but who uh, who were you not a fan of? Oh, uh, I wasn't really a who I've been in a ring with. I was more so like a. Uh... Like my thought process of you know you're traveling around the the world or or the U.S. and you know you show up to the locker room and it's like hey you're fighting New Jack like nah I'm not <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Did they try to get you to wrestle New Jack or is that just a fear you had? Yes, that was just one of those thoughts. You know, I watched the the 
Dark Side of the Ring and other things. I'm just like, man, you show up and it's like New Jack's your opponent. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that. I'm taking this back to the house right now. We almost uh, Jason. I don't know if he was joking or not, but he was trying to get New Jack into CCW, and I, it never happened, unfortunately. I know New Jack did work at uh, Anna uh, Fight Underground over there in Anna, Illinois. He was there once, and uh, yeah, that dude always scared me. Uh, we had Nick Gage come in once. Um, super nice guy. I don't know if you ever worked with Nick uh, or any thoughts on him. No, I have not. He was cool. He was he was very laid back, super polite, completely different from the you know the really loud and extreme persona he kind of shows on there. I I thought he was a super nice guy. Um, what about an OVW? Who do you like working with an OVW? Ooh, well, Luscious Lawrence. I think we've had some pretty well um, formulated matches with each other a few times. Uh, wow, I mean, I've been in a ring with <laughs> a number of people there. So, ooh, um, well, not currently on the roster, but there was Gustavo, who later got signed with NWA. We had a pretty good run of a story there, which led to a submissions match, which I was not fond of the ending, being that I tapped out. So. <laughs> But match-wise, yes, that is a person I would never turn down uh, getting into an angle with. Uh, let's see. Who else would I put at the top of the list that's OVW? I feel, I feel like I'm drawing a blank on who I've wrestled, even though I've wrestled like nearly everyone. Well, when you wrestle um, so many people, it's probably hard to remember specific ones. I mean, you do this all the time. Um, I'm up yet to wrestle the certified Luke Curtis one-on-one. I've been in fatal four ways and other scrambles, but from the day he came in to the person he is now, Luke is amazing. And I would like to see how the current Luke certified Luke Curtis and myself would fare at a uh, one-on-one match, seeing how he thinks he's a submissionist himself, and I know I am. So mm-hmm. I would love to see who would come out on top in that scenario. One of my favorite uh, memories in wrestling is uh, last year I tapped Dalton out at a Super Show. It's a good feeling, so I apologize that you were on the other end of that. But when you're tapping somebody out, it's it, it feels good. It's the only submission victory I've ever had. But um, I've always heard that people in wrestling don't like to take submission finishers um i've never experienced that myself but is that is that true is that something you think is true oh man i can't say that's really a situation that i've experienced i mean for the most part my finishes have always been more submission oriented versus a big bump mm. um so I can't say I've ever really ran across anyone who was like, no, I'm not tapping out. I've had people who said they've never tapped out and have in that match. Um, I wrestled Rude from uh, Naughty by Nature, and I was his first submission loss. 
So, I mean, for a guy to go a decade or two without tapping out and give me that honor. So I have not ran across anyone who has refused to tap out or, you know, if necessary, tap out because they didn't have a choice. Mm. You know, you run across, uh, like I said, Justin Smart, you give him a couple of suplexes, I think he'll <laughs> tap out too. <laughs> I think he was close to just running out. I don't think he had a choice. Else he was going to throw up in the ring. Although, to be fair, that is the up until recently, Justin and I have become pretty good friends, and, and he helps, uh, obviously, is one of the big names helping out backstage in CCW along with Brandon and, uh, and other guys. Um, but I've never seen Justin as happy as he was that night wrestling you. I he, he always had that sour look on his face, but that night was the first time I ever saw him laughing. You guys were backstage laughing it up, and I'm like, this is an unusual sight. This is like spotting a unicorn to see Damone and Justin laughing together. That is, uh, that's burned into my my memory. Um, before we get out of here, I have two more questions for you. First off, another fan question. Actually, both of these are fan questions. Uh, this one's from, uh, I don't know if this is Derek Boxdorf or Dalton. A quick shout out to Derek, by the way, for all the help he's, he's given CCW lately and contributing to the shows. Um, what are your goals at OVW? What What is it that you want to accomplish there? Um, from where you are right now? Well, naturally, I would love to um, seal my name in the history of OEW as one of the top single competitors with a single title around my waist. I've gained the tag team titles, but I've yet to win a um, single title. I would love to get my hands on that OVW heavyweight title. Um, secondly, the Rush title, which is where most of my matches, some of my more memorable matches have been revolving around. And, I mean, the Rush division competitors are amazing. I mean, you're talking Star Rider, Gustavo, Luke Curtis, Isaiah. I mean, those guys... I mean, the title has transitioned between some of them along with Cal Hero, who is another person who I've had phenomenal matches with throughout my years here at OVW. Um, I would love to get my hands on that title and rip it from one of them, so to speak. Uh, Cal Hero, currently the champion, so he already knows my eyes on him. It's been on him this summer, but he keeps getting away. And let's see you. Right now, the heavyweight title is in the hands of Jack Vaughn. And I know he's got a few people gunning for him already, but the veteran shouldn't um, take his eyes off the Nephilim or anyone a part of the Fallen because once we get our, our teeth on you, then it's hard to get away. <laughs> he, he is fantastic, by the way. I, I just recently discovered him. Um, mostly originally, I think Dalton would send me like TikTok shorts or whatever he would film. And they're, they're amazing and hilarious. And I started looking at some of his work. He's somebody I would, there's, there's so many people in OVW that I would love to bring into CCW and, and have them do stuff. Um, it is such a wealth of talent over there in Louisville. Um, it's incredible. And, and again, I think you are one of the best and one of the most unique talents I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I think it is a big boon for them to have you on the show. With that said, 
well, one last question here for you, and this is from um, my my good friend Ryan, who is an aspiring wrestler. He's actually trained a little bit before, and uh, he he didn't ask me to ask you this, but I know he wants me to. And this this is not just for him, but for a lot of people out there who watch you in the ring or watch hell, maybe even watch me in the ring, and decide that they want to get into the business. Um, I I have had a very strange path in wrestling from fan to owner and promoter. But for someone who just wants to get into the business and they want to wrestle, they want to apply their trade, what advice do you have for them? Well, if you think you're not ready, don't hold on to that thought too much longer because you're just letting very useful time slip away. Uh, I mean, I always knew I wanted to be a part of wrestling, and I let a number of years slip by thinking I wasn't, you know, big enough or this or that. And, I mean, it took time to get to the, the, the nice size that I am, but <laughs> uh, had I had a chance to do it again, I would have started much sooner. Um, so I would say if you're putting it off, then stop. Secondly, OVW Academy. I mean, not only are you going to learn how to work in the ring, you're going to learn the ins and outs of how to do things outside the ring. I mean, I'm currently in production classes or um, we're working on, you know, graphics and, and media work. You learn how to cut promos. You learn how to uh, write resumes, write um I'm sorry, John the blank at the moment. Um, let's see, what kind of classes have I done? We've had physical fitness classes, we've had production classes, we've had lights and cameras, we've had um, commentary classes, we've had, oh wow, uh, right, right now, last week, I spent time in a production room doing times for matches. You are on the phone with the the network who you have to uh, keep in time with as far as their commercials and when you're going to break. So with OVW, you learn everything there is to learn. I mean, aside from, you know, obviously helping with putting the ring together, learning how to balance your day life and wrestling life. Mm -hmm. If... Um, want to learn everything and not get robbed out of your money <laughs> then come to Louisville and get trained by Doug Basham who is also you know a former WWE tag champion the yep. original OVW uh, student as his father not father I'm sorry his uncle was Danny Davis the man who opened up and created OVW as we all know it Mm -hmm. So you're talking about another person with just as much wealth of knowledge as Al Snow, who's made it to the top of the business of WWE and came back to teach us how to do it as well. Along with, obviously, Al Snow, who teaches you history class on wrestling, going as far back as, you know, the 1800s up to current. So you will learn everything about this business. And not just how to take a bump if you 
are interested in becoming a professional wrestler. Well, Ryan, I know you're listening, so pack your bags. That because that sounds pretty. It almost sounds like a college on top of wrestling. That sounds incredible. That sounds really, really. Well, cool. it is a certified trade school. It's not just a um, wrestling school. It is actually a part of the Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky State Education. So yes, you will be treated as a student, not just someone who is showing up to run the ropes a few days a week. Of. Uh, for everyone, uh, as as we wind this down and we get out of here, Damone, once again, thank you so much for coming on. It was good talking to you again. Uh, we need to do this more often. It's always a pleasure. But for people that want to see you in OVW and they want to watch you, if they're unfamiliar, uh, when and where can they watch OVW? If you're not in the state of Kentucky, the simplest way to catch OVW is on the Fight TV app every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time or 6 p.m. Central Time. It is free on the app. The only thing that is not free is our Saturday night specials, which occur normally once a month or every other month. So outside of that, if you are interested in us, you will catch us on Fight TV. You can always find us on YouTube as well. Our shows eventually get posted on there, but there are two our, our shows are broken down in two different hour segments, so you have to, um, I guess, pick the right one to continue with the first to the second hour. But yes, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Fight TV. Uh, we have a few different other affiliated networks that we are associated with, which if you go to my Facebook page of Damone Solovino, you can go to my cover page and you will find the different labeled uh, networks that we are associated with that have us on not only just in the U.S., but in other countries across the world. So we have a very uh, large streaming network and now add it to Netflix. So you can stream us on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I would say if uh, all goes accordingly, Never know, we might have a live Netflix wrestling show. That that would be killer. I would love for you to be part of that. I'm very excited about that. Of course, Wrestlers premieres on Netflix September 13th, just two days from now. Uh, it is the docuseries about OVW with our special guest, Damone Salavino. Uh, check that out. Of course, once it is out, I will watch it. And, and, of course, the PW crew will watch it. And Hunter and I will give our thoughts on it as soon as we can. I'm very much looking forward to it. And once again, Damone, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Thank you as well, Mr. 100. It has been nice chatting with you and not feuding with you. <laughs> I find as I get older and I get more involved with wrestling, it's always better when I'm not feuding with people because Jason has a way of talking you into just taking the beating constantly, and I have been, and I am tired, and I am, I am beat down, so I need a break. Um, that is going to do it for us tonight here on Pro Wrestling Unscripted. We'll be back this week with all new episodes of your favorite shows, of course, including extras and epilogues, uh, After Dark, and uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say this in front of Damone because I never realized what a stupid name for a show it is. Horse Time on Friday. Yes, Horse Time. Until then, for myself, for our special guest, Damone Salavino, 
Thank you guys for tuning in. Check out Wrestlers on Netflix starting September 13th. And we will see you guys, well, tomorrow. <laughs>